Well, happy Monday, July the 18th, everybody. Can you believe we're halfway through the month already and like halfway through the summer already, which we really don't want to think about too much. But it's okay. Hope everybody's having a great time and looking forward to the rest of the summer. So I don't know about you, but when things get tough in my life and my back is against the wall, I, I pretty much do one of, one of three things. A, I, I blame it on somebody else. Um, B, I ignore it. Or C, I actually try to, to work, it, work it out and find an honest solution. In, in today's reading that I'd like to talk about, it's the first reading of reading from Micah. Micah chapter 6. And in, in this reading, Micah prophesizes during a turbulent period in the in, uh, history of Israel and Judah there in the 8th century. And at this time, there's, the people are, are wondering, they're just, I'm, I don't know if grumbling is the right word, but they're certainly addressing the question, where is God? Um, what's he doing? You know, and and the people are asking this, and in this interesting passage, um, what's interesting about it, I think at least, is that it's essentially, it's like they're taking God to court. Because much of the language in this passage is really legal language of the time. And it starts out, hear what the Lord says. So God's like, hey, hear this. Arise, present your plea. You know, the people are the plaintiffs here, the plaintiffs, and Jesus, God is, is the defendant. Present your plea before the mountains and the hills. Let them hear your voice. Essentially, what God is saying is creation is the jury. Make your plea among all of creation. For the Lord has a plea against his people, and he enters into trial with Israel. Oh, my people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Answer me. You know, What's, what have I done? Just please let me know. And then he goes on and says, For I brought you up from the land of, of Egypt, place of slavery, I released you, sent you Moses, Aram, Miriam, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, hey, look at him. I did this for you. Did all these things. And creation attests to it. And the people's kind of just turn around and respond to that question with what seems to be, I don't want to say a 180, but kind of a 180 in a way. They, they just say, well, with what shall I come before the Lord and bow before God most high? Basically, you know, okay, so what do we need to do to please you, God? And then they go on with, okay, things that they think they need to do to please God. When they start out with, shall I come to with burnt offerings? Uh, a year old calf. <clears throat> Should I go to the temple and do all the liturgical things I'm supposed to do? Um, will the Lord be pleased with a thousand rams? I mean, hey God, you were happy with one ram from Abraham. If you were happy with one ram from him, hey, what might a thousand do for us? You know? And they go on, shall I give my firstborn for my crime? And the guy's like, well, yeah, but not the same way that your neighbors do. You know, because here it is, they list off a couple things that are what they would do in their temple. And then they move from their temple and start listing off things that the pagans do in their temples as well. So, you know, God says, hey, don't expect uh, me to want what your pagan neighbors are, are doing. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, 
So God, if all these things don't work, if all the things we do at our temple don't work, and the things that the pagans are doing at their temples don't work, um, you don't want all these sacrifices. So, so what do we need to do? You know, and God names it. And he moves from the external things to the internal. And he really talks about true discipleship here. You have been told, O oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, only to do right, love goodness, and walk humbly with your God. Moves it from all those things we can do to what's inside of us. Do right, just, help bring people into a proper relationship with God and one another. Love goodness, love mercy. Now that's not a passive thing, but an active thing. Reach out, show acts of love and kindness. Walk humbly with your God. What I like about this line is it says, not just walk humbly, but walk humbly with your God. Walk with God. Be open to God's direction and desires for our lives, not our own personal desires. And really, the only way to discover that is to truly sit back and, as we walk with him, let him put his arm around us and go down the path. Have a great day, everybody.